All right. Welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast, a podcast for fathers by fathers, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance, and fitness. And we got another guest with us today, man. And uh, I'm going to have to clear my throat and probably get a, a sip of uh, a sip of caffeine and kilos coffee before I get to this one, because Danny is one of our more decorated uh, guests. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this bio, man. You guys bear with me because uh, Danny has accomplished quite a bit. So today we have an extraordinary guest with us, uh, Danny Lair. He's not only a powerhouse in the fitness industry, but he's also a dedicated father, navigating the delicate dance of work-life balance. Starting as a physical education teacher and a wrestling coach at the age of 21, Danny quickly became passionate about two things, improving the fitness levels of student-athletes and coaching winning wrestling teams. Fast forward to 24, and he co-founded CrossFit Excel, transforming it into a thriving 10,000-square-foot facility with over 300 members. As a devoted dad, he co-founded Caffeine and Kilos in 2013, a company aimed at supporting athletes in strength sports while balancing family life. Amid growing his fitness empire, Danny opened Excel Yoga in 2018, proving that balance extends beyond the gym. A true testament to juggling responsibilities, he returned to the weightlifting competitions in 2019, securing a gold medal for Team USA at the Masters World Cup. In 2020, Danny embraced a new challenge, investing and advising various health and fitness businesses, including Max Effort Muscle. Today, Danny not only shares his insights into fitness and entrepreneurship, but also his journey as a father, navigating the rewarding complexities of work-life balance. Join me in welcoming Danny Lear, a true inspiration on and off the gym floor. Don't, don't move. Keep the lock. You already know. You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. We're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast, a podcast for fathers by fathers, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance and fitness. And uh, we've been talking for the last few episodes about work life balance or work life harmony, as I like to call it. And uh, I, like I said in the intro, man, I think we got one of our most decorated, <laughs> decorated uh, uh, guests today. Um the the intro was a little longer than a typical intro, but man, he's doing a lot of things. And I think that's really important for uh, for us to have him here to kind of share his experience in fatherhood and in business and in life in general. So Danny Lair is our guest today, and I'm excited to have him. Danny, how's how's you doing, brother? Oh, man, it's good, Rod. We uh, I was telling you, you know, we had a holiday party here today. So, uh, you know, it's one o'clock and I've already been uh, probably about 5,000 calories of cake in. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're fired up right now, ready to go. Oh, dude, yeah, I got some espresso. I got some espresso to follow it up. That way I don't need a mid-show nap. Nice, nice. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. For sure. <laughs> um, so, so Danny, what you, uh, uh, for those of us that don't know you, like, I, I mean, after, after the intro, I'm sure they've got an idea, but uh, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so I live in California in the Sacramento area. Uh, I went to school to be a PE teacher because I liked coaching wrestling and I didn't know what job I could just bounce out at 2.30 to go to practice. So um, I always liked <laughs> teaching, um, have a passion for fitness, that type of thing. So 
uh, started teaching PE. Uh, while I was teaching PE, I met up the guy um, who had just started a gym and needed some help. And so I got on board with him there. And so I was part owner, half owner in the gym or part owner in the gym and teaching. And that was going great. And then uh, Caffeine and Kilo started um, to a company. We sell coffee and apparel in the fitness space. It was kind of by accident. We were just going to host a big competition and uh, for basically an excuse to get the best weightlifters in the country to come out and lift. And kind of through that, uh, a lot of things, people got excited about it and people really wanted some some stuff from us, you know, apparel. And we decided to make our coffee because we're calling it the Caffeine and Kilos Invitational. And so we, that's kind of how it just started. People started buying stuff online, placing orders, and it just really shot off. Uh, so then I, a year later, I quit teaching. That same year, we had our first child. And so I had a newborn daughter and a brand new business. And uh, so that's why it was definitely time to quit, quit teaching, um, even though I loved it. And I definitely miss it sometimes. Um, yeah, and there we go. Now it's been 10 years. That was back in 2013. So the gym's been open uh, since 2008, Caffeine Kilo since 2013. Uh, we have a second daughter now. So I have an eight-year-old and a, I mean, sorry, I have a 10-year-old and a six-year-old. And we're just rolling through. Nice, nice. Yeah, Caffeine and Kilos is, is huge. Uh, well, I'm in the fitness space as well. So for me, right, like I've, I've, I've been privy to the company for, for quite some time. So that is that is an awesome. interesting way to start. Like uh, I didn't know that, right? I didn't know that's how it how it got going. But I mean, it happened yeah, it for all lot. the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. You know, it's, it really has. Uh, and you know, through that, uh, talk about opportunities they're afforded or or they can you know have they can take advantage of. I'm just through from the gym. That's kind of and then I, I started competing in Olympic style weightlifting, um, and eventually joined up on the team uh, California Strength which is uh, one of the more popular teams in the country. We were always mm -hmm. top of the nation. So then from competing on that team, there's some different people I met. Someone reached out to me uh, basically with, with that idea of a, an event. And they said, hey, man, let's host a meet and get the best lifters in the country out. And I said, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, that's the ones, if you look back, right, at the time, you're just taking these things and doing things as they come about. But then in hindsight, you look back and, you know, you never know what decision or what phone call is going to be you know, a, a big turning point and everything you have going on, right? At that point, I had no idea that I was going to uh, quit teaching. I didn't plan on doing that. I actually like it was half, half in jest, but on my uh, computer at school, I had a countdown timer. It was countdown to my retirement. It was 40 years. Oh, ago. wow. And uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't like, uh, I didn't like my job and I was looking forward to or trying to get out of there. I actually loved every day of it. It was just, uh, I just kind of thought it was funny. And so I put it up there and said, yeah, man, I plan on doing, I was planning on it. I'm going to be doing this for the next 40 years. Might as well, might as well have it up there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then it ended up being just another year after that. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Um, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that a lot of guys could say that about, uh, about their business, right? Like it just kind of, kind of just took off like that. A lot of guys uh, go through, I'm sure there were some struggles, right? It's not like, uh, not like you just yeah, snapped your fingers and business was booming, but but uh, to have that kind of kind of kind of meteoric rise, I guess people would say is is really cool. How does that change change life for you though, right? Because I worked in a school setting before at a high school. I was a, a equipment manager and coach, and so I was mm -hmm. at school, you know, in that same routine. I imagine life is a, quite a bit different, uh, you know, once you put that down. So what what changed for you? 
I mean, really it's freedom of schedule, right? Like the truth is I actually spend more time with my kids and with my family now uh, than I, than I ever could have if I was still teaching. Right. Um, and in terms of, uh, you know, it's, let me, let me back up a minute. I, you know, people ask about the differences or things like that. One thing is the day-to-day the -day of teaching high school PE uh, was for sure better than my like a standard day-to-day -day now, right? Like it, that, that's a good gig, man. Like if you're going to work for someone else, that's the way to go for sure. Um, but the overall experience of, of what I'm doing now is absolutely unparalleled, right? Um, just from the, the freedom of time, you know, so our, our warehouse is, is up here by Sacramento. I actually live about 45 minutes away. Um, so I come up here to the warehouse Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's kind of everybody all hands on deck those days. We get all our meetings done. We kind of do our biggest promotions during that time. And then Friday through Monday, I work from home or from home or from the gym, right? Because I still own the gym as well. Um, and so, you know, even just that, you know, being able to, uh, you know, drop the kids off school if I need to or pick them up if I need to. Uh, family vacations, you know, if we're going to go up to a cabin, um, when they say the kids are off school, uh, you know, we can we can go like if I, I don't, you know, if I'm gonna be gone for a, a week and just go up there and I can work a little bit from there, you know? Uh, so that's been, that's been great. Uh, also just the, the travel and the people I've met along the way is absolutely awesome. Right. Like same thing. You know, it's funny. My, my 10 year old sometimes, you know, she'll give me a hard time about it because we are talking about, um, volleyball specifically there's a, a volleyball club in the town i live in that's a really high level club right they're sending kids off d1 every single year and the gym we just got the strength conditioning contract um to do their do their training for the club and so i took the girls down there during during their practice one time to kind of show them what's up like hey look this is you know look here's this big facility there's six courts in here look at all these teams playing oh look there's a strength conditioning going on over there my business partner buddy he's there like running just kind of like showing what's going on you know mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and just kind of get him in that environment a little bit and they, you know they're asking about volleyball and said oh is that a is that sport in the olympics and i said yeah it is actually i have a friend who uh has a silver medal in volleyball um you know for the u.s she played for the u.s and in you know 2012 you know won a silver medal in the olympics and my 10 year old's like Oh, you know, someone got, of course you do. You know, everybody or you, you know, side I was like, Maddie, I wasn't saying it to like brag. I was just, you asked if it was in the Olympics and I was just saying, yeah, I know, you know, my friend Kim Glass, she's actually fitness space. She's down in LA and, and does personal training and, and some online training now and stuff. And yeah, she has a silver medal in the Olympics for volleyball. That's all I'm saying, man. You know? Yeah. Um, but like that type of thing, right? Like, you know, knowing her and, and just different you know, just different people in the fitness industry specifically, but just, you know, um, I love people, meeting people, talking to people, helping people. Like that's all, that's, that's, that's the stuff that, I, that really drives me and gives me energy. And so the ability to kind of travel around the country and meet people and, and see different things is, has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Like, uh, being a, being a coach, you, you get the opportunity to meet so many, like, great people right like it just in, yeah. in working where i worked over the last 13 years or so uh, a lot of really really good athletes come out of the inland empire so i've had a, a, the privilege of working yep. with a lot of them and my 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 youngest daughter is like annoyed by it at this point like she's like oh <laughs> yeah. i bet you know them oh okay uh -huh. like she's so she's so over it 
my oldest daughter thinks it's really cool though, right? Because now she feels sure. like she's like a little celebrity. But my mm-hmm. my nine year old is like, uh, like are we. My yeah. oldest daughter had a, a tournament this past weekend, and uh, you know I'm sitting in the stands just doing the dad thing, um, and my youngest is with me, and a couple of older softball girls come over and they're like, oh, Coach Rod, and she's like. Oh. <laughs> like, you know everybody yeah dude i'm telling you that's my 10 year old that's same same kind of age same thing yeah it's even sometimes you know there'll be a you know, whatever football game on tv and she's like yeah. do you know one of these guys and i'm like actually yes <laughs> <laughs> because I, you know, I mentioned lifting for cal strength well one thing that cal strength does is they do a combine prep program yeah yeah. Every year they get in a dozen guys, train them up, and out of those dozen, you know, nine of them get drafted, and and six of them are in the NFL for a couple of years, and three or four of them are in the NFL for you know a decade, right? So, right, you know, over that happening, you know, ten years in a row, and every year, you know, you go out and you talk to the newest, you know, class, and and you know, I've met almost all those guys. So, anyway, yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. Yeah. It's fun though. It's fun because now she makes a yeah, joke of it. So like, because one of the girls, I, I think I started training her when she was eight or something like that, right? And she's twenty one now. And my daughter was like, "You're so yeah. old. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Come dude. on, you're so old. You were training I, her when she was my age." Man, we're living parallel lives. I got at the gym. I got we got probably a dozen members of the gym that were my students when I when I used to teach. And uh-huh. so it's funny. They're like, come in, they're signing up. And I'm like, and how old? And dude, it's like, oh, 32. I'm like, there's no way you're 32 because when you're a freshman <laughs> in high school, <laughs> I've known you right. since you were 13 and I was an adult when you were, you know. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty funny. All right. So, so you, you mentioned the time freedom, but what I hear from a lot of entrepreneurs is that like, sure. can you kind of mention this too? It's like, you know, when you're working for someone, working in a school setting, depending on if you got zero period or whatever, you're pretty much there from like eight to three thirty or so. Right. Yeah. And then, then you got That's the summer off and you got, exactly. <laughs> you got the summers off, you got winter off, you got, you know, all these, these times off. Right. But for, for somebody working a nine to five or typical nine to five, they're, they're, you know, they're grinding and working quite a bit harder. But what I hear from, from entrepreneurs though, is like, you're working 24 seven, right? Like you're, you're always working, yeah. like the business is always happening. And so they find it difficult, a little bit more, actually more difficult to manage that. Um, how are you, how are you managing that? Well, my, my grandfather actually was an entrepreneur. He, he has a really actually an interesting story. He, um, I mean, he's passed away now, but like, he was dirt poor as a kid, right? I'm talking like at one point his parents couldn't afford to feed him and they they put him and his brother and sister in an orphanage for a couple months because they couldn't afford food, right? I mean, like it doesn't get much worse off than that, right? Um, then right. he, as he got older, he started a business and bought some commercial properties or bought some land and built some buildings. And by the time, you know, he was of retirement age, um, he's doing pretty well, pretty wealthy from it, right? Um, but anyway, so that that's one of the things that always made me interested in business was seeing what he was doing and, and working with him from a young age. You know, he'd on a Saturday be like, hey, Danny, want to come work today? Yep, sounds good. And I'd go out there and we'd I'd help him, whatever. We'd split a building in half so we could rent it out to two different tenants or whatever. Um, and I always thought, I was like, this is interesting, right? Like, he's just doing this thing. It's a different way to make money than what you, you know, most people talk about what you see. It's not just going to get a job and stuff. Um, and so 
one of the things he said though that I, I always remember i think i was 10 years old or something he said yeah man he's uh you know when you work for yourself you only have to work half days and not only that you can pick whatever 12 hour shift you want and that's, 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 that's it right like it's uh you know so one thing when i when i first started um when caffeine kilos took off so i have the gym caffeine kilos we i mean it took off i think in our first calendar year we did a million dollars um and nice. i was still teaching right and so i was like well there's a lot going on here and my one of my original business partners I remember at one point his he started breaking down this rash and his like you know bones hurt and stuff and he had shingles and it's caused from stress and oh, I wow. remember just giving him a hard time like Charlie what twenty you know six year old guy gets shingles man like get it together right just kind of like giving him a hard time <laughs> and then you fast forward six months or so and all of a sudden I get this realize I have all these bumps all over my chest and arms and my neck and they're like red and itchy and those hives and. It was from stress. I was having stress highs. And I'm like, oh, man, Danny, what 29-year-old uh, guy or what, I mean, a 30-year-old gets, you know, has to take Benadryl. So I was like, my wife's a nurse. She's like, she's taking antihistamine, man. So I was sitting here. I'm taking allergy medication every day, but not because I had allergies, but because I had stress hives. And the antihistamines were the only way to calm it down. And so uh that was kind of an eye-opening experience for me where i'm like all right i gotta figure something out right like this isn't sustainable i'm not this is so silly like i this is completely counter to all of my beliefs as far as if you have some sort of health issue i think you always address it in order you should address lifestyle uh nutrition supplements and then pharmaceutical if you need to but i was going mm -hmm. the opposite i was in the standard american thing just going straight to the drugs and and you know overlooking the other the other order of things right and so i said okay well i need i need to figure this out and so i i'd been reading quite a bit because as soon as i once i quit teaching i was like well i gotta figure out how this business thing works and so i started reading all these books so one of the books i came across um was by a guy craig ballantyne and craig's first book's called the perfect day formula so i read the perfect day formula and i started implementing it and it completely changed the way i did things and then uh, I was speaking at an event, um, the Fitness Business Summit, um, by a guy who put on by a guy, Bedros Koulian. And Bedros said, hey, I need you to meet my friend Craig. And took me over and introduced me to Craig Valentine. And so then I started talking to Craig. We kind of hit it off. So then we're, you know, we're friends. And then I told him, I said, oh, I'd actually read your book before, you know. And, you know, whatever, three months later, I realized, well, I just need to hire Craig. Um, as a as a coach because these are the things he he's really good at right like all the business stuff but it's he's really zones in on uh, you know uh, the lifestyle of entrepreneur and business owners and how to structure your days and and the the discipline or the structure the discipline and structure within your days are what actually allows the freedom in your life um, and and also allows you to be more successful right and have less stress and not have to take allergy medication or stress highs when you're 30 years old so um, this is so why I kind of follow, um, have followed on and off more or less, uh, his systems and I kind of take the, the majority of them. So what, what I really recommend the most people is from his, uh, it's like a second or third book, but it's called the perfect week formula. Uh, he, he realized that he wrote the wrong book in the day and that, uh, really the, the this, this way of doing things in a week format is better. So, uh, let's just, I mean, we can just get into it if you want. So first yeah, thing you do. It is on Sunday, 
you take half an hour on Sunday and you say, okay, this half an hour on Sunday, I'm going to plan out my, this upcoming week. So in that 30 minutes, first thing you do is you write a list and you make a list of the, everything you need to do this week. Like what is my, what's a to-do list for this upcoming week? Then you put it in priority order. So what is the number one most important thing? If I get nothing else done this week, what is the one thing that I absolutely have to do, right? Like what's something is going to move this train forward. And so you take that list, you put it in priority order. Then you put that off to the side. Now you look at your calendar for the week. And what most people do is most people uh, work and then outside of their working hours, they try and squeeze in everything else. They try and squeeze in time with their families. They try and squeeze in time to go to church. They try and squeeze in their exercise. They try and squeeze in a hobby, these types of things. Well, that doesn't work. That system tends not to work. What actually happens is you put works a priority over those things. And if something's running late, you don't get to those other things. And you get these entrepreneurs that are burnt out because they haven't had a hobby in the last five years and they only work out once a week if that and they start gaining weight and they're not happy with themselves and this whole thing and they're and that's when the stress really starts to compound and then you how can you perform at your best how can you be a high performer if you're stressed out and taking benadryl for your highs right and skipping your kids soccer games and feeling guilty about it <laughs> so what right. you do is you, you do the opposite we we take that entire what's normal and you flip it upside down so you look at your calendar for the week and you say, okay, first things first, the one block I'm going to put in right off the bat is the first block of the day. Because a lot of people have these morning routines and morning routines are fine and all that stuff, whatever, meditating and reading. And, you know, um, for the last six months, all everyone talks about is cold plunging and, uh, you know, getting outside and getting some vitamin D. All those things are good. I believe that all those things are highly beneficial. However, the, when you first wake up, the first 90 minutes you're awake, you have the most discipline you will have for the entire day. You have um, the, the most creativity you will have for the entire day. And also, nobody is calling you. Nobody's mm -hmm. expecting you to reply to texts or reply to emails. That first 90 minutes of the day is your most productive time for the entire day. So that's the first thing you plug in every single day or for the, you know, whatever, Monday through Friday, at least. I also recommend Saturday. You know, you plug in that 90 minute block and that's your magic time. Okay. And during that magic time, you work on your most important task. That is all you do during that time. What is my most important task? You don't open your emails. You don't look at your phone. You don't do those things. You work on something that actually moves some things forward, right? Because as business owners, we tend to be reactionary all the time because we're we get stuck in a cycle of uh, putting out fires. Mm -hmm. So first thing in the calendar, you put in that magic time. Boom, 90 minute block where you can work on your most important task. Then the rest of the work kind of takes a takes a seat, right? And what you do is say, okay, what is something I'm gonna be doing, you know, family time every single day. So like for myself, we eat dinner pretty early at five or five thirty. And so I my goal, I am home by five o'clock every day. And so uh, that goes in the calendar, right? Boom, Monday through Friday. Home, like five o'clock dinner with the family mom it's in there right that's the that's the first that's the first thing i put in there you know besides that little magic time at the beginning of the day 
Then I say, okay, how many days a week do I need to exercise? Well, I'm going to work out four days a week for sure. So what four days at what times? And you put that in your calendar and you plug those things in. Now we've got our family time. We've got our exercise in there and say, okay, now if I don't do some sort of a hobby, I'm going to go nuts. So whatever that is, again, uh, along with the cold plunge last six months, you're probably playing pickleball. You're probably playing, taking, you're probably <laughs> alternating uh, in the cold plunge and playing pickleball. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, you know, whatever. So maybe you can't play pickleball every day, but you know what? Um, you know, on Saturday mornings, you know, a group of people get together, um, you know, you and your buddies get together and go smash on the old ladies. And so you make sure to put that time in there as well. Right. Yeah. So now you got your dinner with the family. You've got your four days of working out in. you've got your hobby, you know, your one, your one day of golf that week or whatever, all that stuff's in the calendar. So you got your self-care, family time and uh exercise and then you know if you're married probably should do something nice for your wife right so let's go ahead and plug a date night in somewhere wherever that fits in maybe you don't do it every week maybe you do it every other week whatever but make sure that there's something in there that you're, that you're doing for your spouse to keep that relationship squared away mm-hmm. now all that stuff's in your calendar and that stuff's done and because those are the things if you don't do those all the other stuff you're doing, you're going to be putting forth a 70% effort at best anyway. So now they've got those in there. Now you look at your calendar and you have these openings and you've got all this, these, the open spots. So then you pull up that list again and you go from the top of the most high priority task first. Also, you know, if you have set meetings, right? Like that's how my... I know, I know, I know the podcast was just starting to get good to you, but I've got something incredible that I want to share with you. And it's not just a program. It's a journey. It's the present provider bootcamp. Now picture this engaging video sessions, practical worksheets, and a community that's led by yours truly. It's a roadmap to excel in both your career and your family life. If you're ready to redefine your work-life balance, head on over to www.forfitfatherhood.com and join the present provider bootcamp today. Let's thrive together, dads. Weeks organized on Monday, I have three or four meetings. On Tuesday, I have one. On Wednesday, I have three. And like, I know exactly when those are. They're all blocked together, right? They're not spread out throughout the day. It's like this, you know, I have these three meetings in this hour and a half block, right? But so you have this white space. That's the time where you're not in meetings. You don't have the other stuff going on. And then you go down that list. Highest priority thing, number one, where does that fit in the schedule? And then number two, where does that fit in the schedule? And you go from being a lister to being a scheduler. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just doing these to-do lists all the time, people tend to have rollover tasks, and that's a whole other issue. So you just go through and you schedule all that stuff in. And then what happens, here's a question, though. What happens if you get to the end of your list and, or sorry, what happens if you run out of calendar space before you get to the end of your list? Well, then something needs to change. Either those tasks on that list uh, just shouldn't be done at all. Maybe you don't need to do those because if they didn't even crack it into the schedule, then so that those lists, those, those things, you need to either automate, delegate, or eliminate, right? Mm. Figure out a way to have those things you know, done with technology. Someone else can do them or just not do them at all. Um, and, and sometimes maybe they roll over the next week, but if something's on that list for more than two or three weeks in a row, then you're probably like, probably just doesn't need to be done. Right. Right. Um, or for sure. You're not the one that needs to do it. Um, and so 
Now your system's set. Now you got your week all planned out. You got your week set up. You got your magic time in the morning where you get your most important tasks done. You've got your exercise in. You've got your family time together. You've got your time with your spouse. You got your hobby in there. And then you've got the work that fits into work blocks around that time. I love it, go. man. So, so I've, I've read, I think, two of, of Craig's books. So I'm familiar and I, I schedule my life. Like I, I tell people all the time, like if you can yep. master your minutes, you can... You can master millions. You can master your family like that. That's got to be one of the most important things to you. Um, and that's how you yeah. kind of take control of your own destiny is is getting ahead of it. And it's the it's it's a free app that everybody has on their phone. Just automatically comes with it. Just a calendar. You don't have to pay yep. any monthly fees. There's no oh. there's no ads like it's just there. Um, Dude, I'll tell you what. Talk about saving your marriage. Also, you know, you get that shared calendar. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're like me, you know, my, my wife, she runs my social calendar, right? Like if there's a kid's birthday party or there's something like that's going on, I don't know what's happening if it's not in the calendar, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, but also when you're setting your week up ahead of time, right? Those things are already in there. And so yeah. that's, you know, that's not the situation of, oh, I didn't make it because I, you know, got stuck at work. It's like, no, nah, man, I knew that was in there. I planned my work around that. Right. Yep. Yep. It's just like a doctor's appointment or, or something like that. Right. When you put it on your calendar, and you don't miss our, it because- you schedule yep. around it. You figure out, hey, I got a doctor's appointment on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Nothing yeah. else goes at Wednesday at 2 p.m. The doctor owns that time. It's funny as you were, as you were saying that, I got a, I can see my phone from here, and it scrolls across the top as my wife is asking, <laughs> "Do we have anything booked for Friday night?" <laughs> She's there checking on my calendar, right? Because um, I must, it, we don't, or else it would be up there. So she's probably trying to schedule something right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly, that's exactly it. And like we know, like we just have that understanding, right? Like if it's not in the calendar, like I didn't know about it. Like just assume right. that's true, right? And I, I'm doing the yeah. same for her. Like if I, I'm not spraying anything on her. And in fact, sometimes it goes the other way. Um, yesterday, I Tuesday, Tuesday, um, having a some uh, one of my like main admins at the gym is leaving which is fine. And so we're shifting those responsibilities over, but like, she's been doing this job for us for like seven years. Right. Like, I don't even know how to do half the stuff she does. And so one of the things like she runs our payroll, dude, I, I don't know. I, don't, I could probably figure it out. But like, I don't know how she does it. Right. And so right, right. I was like, all right, we got to like meet up and get this squared away. And so um, I had that planned and then we had to move it anyway. And so I moved it in the calendar, but I don't think I mentioned to my wife because she, she's a nurse. She works nights. And so when she, if she's working, you know, three nights in a row, we see each other for, you know, 45 minutes at the day. Like we see each other at dinner, at the dinner table right. pretty much. And so anyway, I, I realized like two Tuesday, like two o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, oh man, I totally forgot to tell her that I'm meeting up with her tonight. And so I just text her. Oh, Hey, you know, I don't know if I told you or not. And she goes, oh, you know what? Um, you didn't, but I saw on the calendar. So it's all good. I knew. I like, <laughs> there, you go. there it is. You know, so yeah. you can go both ways, right? Like, you know, the only reason why I know when my cousin's birthday party is, is because she put it in there. And sometimes she'll, she'll look in there and see that I have something going on for work or when I have to travel for work. First thing I do, if I, if I find out I'm going or find out I might need to go is I just put it in the calendar. Right. So it's yeah. in there. So we're all on the same page. Everyone knows what's going on. Yes. That's a, it's a, uh, it was a cheat code. It's a superpower, whatever you want to call oh, it. Yeah. But that, that calendar is, is the way to go. And when we're talking about work-life balance and work-life harmony, it allows yeah. you to be very intentional about your time too, because the time yeah. that's scheduled for whatever thing, that thing gets your undivided attention because you don't have to worry about other things bleeding into it or, 
you know, trying to send a quick email while you're, you don't have to, because you've already got time dedicated to those other things. Yeah, man, that's it. Nailed it. Yeah. So, so how many kids you got now? Two, 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 two. daughters. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, First got... grade and fifth grade. Nice, nice, nice. Um, are they playing any sports or anything? Yep. So they, they're both in gymnastics. They've been in gymnastics okay. since they were 18 months old. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's not true. My my oldest didn't start. She was she was a uh, twenty months when I went in there because I thought they had to be two. And I was, hey, how old do they have to be to start? It's eighteen months. I said, oh man, you think we can ever catch up? We're two months behind. <laughs> and so, um, I just think that's so good for him. You know, you can't ask for a better base of uh, as yeah. far as just like proprioception, strength, all that type of stuff. So both both my girls started gymnastics when they were you know a year and a half old. They're both still doing it, not competitively. They both, you know, once a week, they go in for an hour and, and that's it. And so that's, they've been doing that, you know, their whole lives. Um, so that's fantastic. And then, uh, they play soccer, kind of rec, rec league soccer also. Uh, and then my oldest, uh, her kind of thing she's really been into lately is indoor rock climbing. So there's this really nice, nice climbing gym in town and, uh, she, you know, they had a summer camp one time and she went to it and she, she loved it. And so now. She, you know, they do kind of like these eight week, eight week camps or eight week cycles. And so anyway, she's been, she's been doing that, um, quite a bit lately. So that's a lot of fun. We were a big believer in kind of expose them to everything and see what they like. You know, it's my oldest, she played some t-ball and then, you know, did one year of like the coach pitch. And then after that, she's kind of like, ah, I don't don't really want to play. Okay. No worries. No big deal. Right. Um, we can try something else. And so that's kind of how, how we, how we approach it anyway, right? Trying to expose them to everything. And if they don't like it, that's all good. If they like it, we can keep doing it and just kind of roll, roll through things like that. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree. My, my daughters both play softball now, um, but they've tried everything. They both started with gymnastics. Cause it's just yeah. like, I feel like that's, that's, that is the perfect foundation for an athlete, right? Like just the, the body yeah, awareness yeah. to being able to support your own body weight, balance, coordination, uh, injury prevention, all that stuff is, is super essential, especially for a young person to build on. Um, they did that, they did that for a few years, three, three years. And then, uh, we got to a point with my oldest daughter where they're like, Hey, you know, we really want her to come to the Academy and and start, you know, start getting into our competitive team. She's pretty good. And, uh, but then they told us the schedule. And they were like four nights a week. She'll be here from 4 p.m. to about 8.30 or 9. And I was like, yeah, she's she's six, though, or seven. Like, not, not doing that. Yeah, yeah, we're not signing up for that. So we uh, we pulled out of gymnastics. They had tumbling. So we did tumbling for a while just for the same reasons mm-hmm. to keep it keep it yeah. going. But they played soccer. They played basketball. Um, they played, uh, like I said, they played softball um volleyball my youngest does water polo as well uh oh, so we try great. to keep them try to keep yeah <laughs> water polo is a beast <laughs> water polo is that is the dirtiest sport man like it is it is like it's hard hard yeah so she's still young though so it's still splash ball it's still fun they haven't start pulling each other underwater intentionally yet yeah just, yeah, just let her know <laughs> refs can't see under the water honey let's grow those toenails out let's right every go. everything is legit under the water <laughs> it's like rep so coached wrestling for 10 years and like dude that's how you went right it's like it's not it's funny other sports like these they'd be considered dirty but in wrestling it's just considered 
being competitive like it's because like no one's gonna let you pin them unless they're either in pain or you know like can't breathe or something right and so right. it's like that's that's like rule number one is like if the ref can't see it it's legal that's just yeah that's just like across the board like that's just it's not dirty in wrestling that's just how that's how the game is that's how the, that's how that's how the sport's played that's most sports right like uh, you don't people I, yeah, don't like to talk about sure. it but most championships are one in that gray area where it's just like, it's right on the border of like, Oh, you're cheating. <laughs> Look, man. I mean, soccer, take soccer, right. For example, even like you're There's a ball, right. It's a 50, 50 ball. You and another guy are running for this ball. Um, you know, if you're leaning into him a little bit more, if you're more aggressive, if you're bumping him, rub, rubbing his racing. Right. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Have an advantage. And how much is too much when the ref calls it is when it's too much. So yep. like, how much can you lean into this guy before the whistle's blown? And that's not dirty. That's like, that's how you, that's how the game's played. If it's not called, then what's the problem? You know, um, you're right, man. That's so funny. It's totally true though. It's like a lot of things are one kind of in that, in that gray area, in that, in that space there. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the Patriots are probably one of the best, most popular examples of that. Right. Cause every year they're changing sure. the rule because of the Patriots. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, the rule changes are coming out just based on their season. Like, all right, we can't do this anymore. We can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Like, take a little air out. Of, just a little air out of that thing, man. It's fine. Just a little bit. Right? Because you got to think, how many times before that had that been done? Before somebody was like, you know what, this ball feels weird. How many years <laughs> have they been doing right. that? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's just the little things, right? So so I, I do want to ask you. Um, you know, we, we talked about your schedule and having everything scheduled. And I asked about the, the kids playing sports because I hear from guys too, is like, you know, I'm managing my schedule, right? I got my work and, you know, the things that I like to do, but then now these kids are adding in, uh, a t like for me, for example, today, after we finish this, I pick up my girls from school, they have guitar and vocal lessons. Um, and then they're going to the gym with me to work out. And then yeah. they, then they got a, a fielding lesson, uh, to go to after that. Then they come home and eat. And then, you know, hopefully along the way we're doing homework and, and you know, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So does that does any of that additional stuff or because I know you kind of mentioned with your wife and that's the really cool thing because I have the same privilege of having this shared schedule. But then the kids schedules get thrown on. And especially sure. now the way schools are, they just they just throw random stuff at you. It's just like random oh, wacky. Yeah, it's just so how are you? How do you do, you do that kind of stuff as well? Well, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things too. I, I definitely, anybody that's a single parent, I don't know how they do it at all. Right. Like that's, it's definitely comes down to being a shared, shared task, shared responsibilities um, with me and my wife, you know? And I mean, she, like I said, she works as well. She's a nurse. Um, so she works nights, but it's, it's only a couple nights a week, but still, you know, it's like, you gotta sleep before your shift, you gotta sleep after your shift. And so there's, you know, still kind of throws a wrench in the schedule for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really what it's all about though, for us, just communication, right? Like we got to keep our lines of communication clear. We got to make sure we know what's going on. We got to make sure, you know, who's, who's taking who to practice, what time is pick up, you know, what day, all that type of stuff. And I, that's, it definitely makes it more challenging. Um, and, but I, you know, but I'd say it's, it's that, it's that calendar and the, the communication with the spouse that really makes it possible. Right. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. you know, something else, man, is you can't be afraid to, to ask other parents for help, like other people on the team, you know, and that's something we just started doing recently in the past few years before that. It's like, ah, we'll figure it out. And, you know, this whole thing and, and sometimes be a mess, but 
partially because my wife works nights, partially because I travel sometimes to work. Um, sometimes it's just not, you know, you got two kids, they're both in soccer and their practices end at the same time. Like who are you getting first, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Yeah, probably the younger one, but still like, that's not ideal. Um, and that's the thing too. Now they're older. They're not in car seats anymore. Um, you know, they could get a ride home from, from another, another kid, another parent. And what we found yeah. is, uh, you know, I don't mind doing it for other people. Like if I'm picking my daughter up, if one of her friends, you know, if they need a ride home, I'll take them. It's not a big deal. Right. Like, yeah, you know, the, we live in a town. It's not that big. No one really lives more than a couple miles away, you know? Um, and so this last year we've been, or the last couple of years, we've been doing a little bit more of that just as far as, you know, my wife's like, Hey, she's getting off work. She needs to be sleeping. Um, instead of picking up the, the kid from school or something. <laughs> and so yeah. instead of, instead of waking up, you know, half an hour before and scrambling and getting down there and, and, you know, whatever, it's like, just ask one of the kids, one, one of, one of her friends, parents, Hey, would, would you mind picking up Nora on this day and, and bringing her home? And then she just, and then she just has to wake up before the kid gets home, right? Gives her another half hour, 40 minutes. That makes a huge difference when you're up all night, right. you know? Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's not something too, that I, I, you know, hindsight that I would have done differently starting, you know, a couple of years before, you know, and my oldest was, you know, probably in first grade or so six, six years old. It's like, okay, at that point, they're old enough. They understand they're going to be fine, you know, and it's one of their friends from school, one of the parents, that you know, well, you know, and yeah. that you trust. And so I, I think that's it, right? Like, don't be, don't be afraid to ask other people for help. I think that's a big, big part of it. A lot of times we don't want to do, it's easy to just kind of like try and shoulder the burden yourself. Oh, I can do it. I'll figure it out, you know? But just cause you can figure it out. Doesn't mean that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to delegate, right? I, delegate. I, I like that. Yeah. So we got calendar, we got uh communication and we got community, right? So oh, using the three C's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we can find another, another C in there. Um, oh, so four like F's. Uh, we got the four C's now. Yeah, let's see if we get another C. I, I I got one in mind, but let's see if it gets there. Um, okay. So, right. so you mentioned community. Huh? Is it cake? <laughs> well, for you it is because you just had the Christmas party. <laughs> it's a Christmas so cake. Funny, we make it, dude, make it five C's. Dude, so funny, like you know, like so we're in the fitness industry. Everyone here actually like eats pretty healthy, brings their own lunch every day, this whole thing. And then it's yeah. like, oh, it's party, you know. It's like, oh, dude, there's cake out there. So it's like, it's, it's a whole thing. It's it's a cheat day. You got to go in. It's Christmas, right? It, we'll just we'll just get it back. We'll get it back tomorrow. Don't worry. Oh, all good. Yeah. So you mentioned it with community and like the people on, on the, the soccer team or kids that go to school, families with the, that are in the class yeah. and things like that. Um, and in terms of building a community, um, do you, do you lean on any family or anything like that as well? Or is it, is it just, just whoever's kind of in the, in that area already? Yeah. I'm, so our, uh, we both live pretty close to where we grew up. And so our parents both live uh, in the next town over, right? So they're, you know, whatever, less than 10 miles away. And so they, mostly it's not like pick them up, take them home type thing. But, you know, if we need someone to, to watch them, um, you know, like babysitting type thing for an extended period of time or, or even overnight occasionally, that type of stuff, um, they're, they're more than willing to help. And then my brother actually lives down the street from me and his, he has a, he has three, three daughters and they're all a little bit older. Like his oldest is a freshman in college. And so anyway, same, same thing there, you know, we've had, um, a situation where we're going to be gone or something and 
and with the girls like oh actually we'll just have like they can stay at my brother's house you know because they got those other kids too and and just for the one night or something like that so we we definitely family's been a big help for us um you know kind of similar as like we don't we try not we try not to rely on it too much try not to just uh use it all the time or overuse it or take advantage of it type deal but yeah you know what when it's when the time's right you know don't don't be afraid to ask for help yeah 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 it's been it's been huge for us with as many things as we have going on here you know between me and my wife um our, my father-in-law lives with us and so we we lean on him from time to time to support oh, yeah. us and you know running somewhere to pick somebody up or just yep. you know be home for can you be home for a couple hours until we get there to just you know make sure the girls do their homework and and it's been it's been huge but i still yep. I still struggle with asking for help. Like, yeah, my wife and I were talking about it earlier. My, my oldest has practice on Saturday. We're also having like a Christmas party that day. So I got stuff I got to sure. do. She's like, well, maybe my dad can take her to practice and you can go do your stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, I'll figure it out. No, I'll, I'll yeah. get it. Don't worry. Yeah. But well, you know, just, another, another thing, I know what you're saying, man. And you know, another thing too, is we actually, we're in a great situation for this stuff, right? Like our, our next door neighbors are really good friends of ours. In fact, they're, uh, my business partner in the gym lives next door to me. And before they lived there, actually, there was a, another couple there and they were really, we were really close. Like we were really close to this, with this couple, this family. And it's kind of fun. Like the girl, the lady moved in and she was, you know, single, just had some roommates and her roommates got married and moved off. And then she meets this guy and, you know, and they end up getting married and they have a kid. And like, we're, we're watching the whole thing, man. It was like a movie, <laughs> right? Right. right. <laughs> like watching like grow up. Um, anyway, uh, and they're pretty close to our age. It's not really that much younger. It's just different parts of, uh, you know, parts of life. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so at one point we had to... What's up, fellas? Hey, are you ready to supercharge your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? Introducing the Fatherhood Roadmap, the ultimate guide for every man. Uncover the secrets of success and 10 must-do principles. Focus your energy. Guard your time, train your mind and body, think for yourself, curate your friends and environment, keep your promises, stay cheerful and constructive and upgrade the world. Now, I know you're not going to remember all of those, and that's why it's in the book. You got to go ahead and grab it. Elevate your game, redefine your path and embrace the power of positive change. Are you ready for the roadmap to greatness? Head over to www.forfitfatherhood.com and grab your copy today. put a new fence in and so we built so we got a gate we got like this iron gate you can see right through it between the between the backyards and so the kids grew up just being like hey we're gonna go next door to neighbor janice like all right and if she's busy come back home yeah yeah we know and they would just leave out the back door and then eventually they come back you know and so uh when they moved they got a little spot out in the country and so they're moving and they said hey man you know what we don't want to deal with uh open houses they had a baby and and that type of thing. Like, it's just this is how much money we need for it to make our next situation work. Just like pick your neighbors. Like, oh, all right. So um, that was fantastic. Totally fortunate to be able to do that. And so then my yeah, yeah my business partner in the gym, him and his wife, and they have a son. They moved in next door. And so it's kind of that same thing. Is like sometimes it's like, hey, you know, I got to go run and do this thing. Kids are home. And so just like, you know, call the neighbors like, hey, is it all right if the girls come over for a little bit? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. half the time they just come over there unannounced anyway. 
so definitely it's nice <laughs> to be able to have, uh, you know, they're not family, right? They're, they're friends, but it's one of those things where sometimes you feel like friends kind of become family and the whole community feel and talk about your father-in-law living with you, man, that community parenting is, uh, is, is pretty nice for lots of reasons. And we have a little yeah. bit of that with, uh, with our neighbors and definitely appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So the fourth C I was thinking about is, is I, I tell, is. I tell guys, I tell guys all the time that you have to curate your friends and curate your environment. Like you, you have to create the environment that you want to thrive in, that you want to exist in. Yeah. Um, and that involves the friends and the people that you have in that environment. And you kind of talked about it just now, right? Like you, you have your neighbors yeah. then that were, they were cool, but she moved on and you had an opportunity to bring in who you want to be there. And like, you've curated the environment that you want. And I think even, even in business, it sounds like you've done that as well, because you have yeah. these almost non-negotiables in your schedule that don't conflict with work non-negotiables that you've curated an environment right. where people understand Hey, Danny's going to be with his kid. Danny has to be home at five. Like I don't, we're not scheduling anything at five thirty because Danny's not going to be there. Yeah. Like, you know, um, uh -huh. and you've, you've created an environment that supports that. Um, but I think a lot of guys don't think that's possible, but it, it really is. It, it's just a matter of, of prioritizing that for you. I mean, I know. Yeah. I personally know a bunch of people that, that live this way. Right. Um, earlier I was talking to a friend of mine, Corey G and Corey, uh, has a supplement company and he has a gym. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, he actually was uh, one of the original founders of Muscle Farm, um, that mm -hmm. whole thing. And they got, you know, Arnold on the team and this whole deal. And, and now he's, you know, with Max Effort Muscle. And we we're talking about this, this exact thing, right? It's like, you know, he works out at 4 a.m. every day because he chooses to, right? And the reason why he chooses to is so that his afternoons are free. You know, yeah. you know? he's like, he's got kids and his kids are a little bit older than mine. And, and but the thing is, it's like, yeah, dude, he works out at 4 a.m. That way by six o'clock, he's done. He's uh, when we were kids, right? Uh, you know, picture a successful person. What does a successful person look like? And most people would picture the guy wearing a suit, you know, mm -hmm. who's going to some, you know, in some high power position at a, you know, whatever. And has his job where he's, you know, they're working long hours, guys, you know, working from nine to nine to seven o'clock. And again, you know, wearing the suit. Look at our gener you know, now, currently, what, what, what's a successful person look like to the new generation? Usually it's someone who's kind of wearing what they want, right? They're, they're wearing mm -hmm. t-shirt and shorts. And, you know, I, I, I work early in the morning, but I'm home for dinner with my kids. I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a freedom of time more than it is, you know, the, the being busy or the, the long hours, right? And so it's yeah. like structuring your life in a way to where you can, you can do the things you want to do, uh, and still are getting, getting the important things done. Yeah. 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 I think, I think too, um, that, that idea was so implanted in our heads of, of the, you know, the suit, right. Cause when I graduated from college, uh, I got a job wearing a suit for the first year I was in, uh, I was in marketing. Um, so as I was working at a marketing firm putting in like the minimum 50 hours a week. So, you know, we got right. deadlines. It's probably like a 70 hour week, right? There's you, you go in when it's dark, you go home when it's dark, uh, yeah. made good money, but couldn't spend any of it because I was always at work. Like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I hated yeah. it. It was really cool though. As a, as a fresh out of college, you're making really good money. You wearing suits. It looks good to everybody, but I was absolutely miserable. Um, yeah. And, and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was like, yo, why don't you just why don't you just do what you want to do? 
And I was like, I didn't even think that was possible. You know what right, I mean? Like, it, what, what, what was that? <laughs> right? Right? Like it had never, it never even registered. Like, this is just what I was supposed to do. Like I went to school, got my degree. This is what I'm going to do. It's the next step. What's and, the next step? What's the next yeah. step? Right. And she was like, why don't you just like, what is, what do you really like? And I'm like, I've always liked fitness. I always like working out. She's like, well, just go be a personal trainer or something. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. boom. Dude. I put in my two weeks that day and uh, and then start pursuing fitness and have been in it ever since. Um, and but again, I never, never thought it was it was real for me that to be, I don't know, wearing shorts and a T-shirt every day. I was. You know. Yeah, I know. Teaching P.E. That was the life, too. Right. And I was like, yeah, dude, teaching P.E. is great. Wearing shorts and a T-shirt every day, you know, whatever. And then, um, you know, spend most of my life in a, a gym or a locker room. Like, this is pretty sweet. And then, uh, and then I got in Captain Kilos and I was like, well, I can still do that. You know, it's funny. Yeah. It's like, you get these meetings, I will show up to a, like big, important meetings and shorts and a tank top. And it doesn't matter. Nobody cares because they know, right. like they know what time it is. They're like, oh yeah, it's good. It's fitness. Like it's what's, what's up. Like they just, no one, no one blinks an eye at it. Doesn't, doesn't bother them at all. You know, they're in a suit. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be because they know what's going right. on. Right. Right. And there's right. this freedom in that, right? To be in like just being able to wear what you want to wear and be comfortable and and uh people appreciate that, right? People appreciate yeah. their what it is being authentic is what it is, you know. Yeah, one hundred I was just about to say that is you get to show <laughs> up authentically. Yeah, per se. I mean I've signed you know, not to anyway, what I don't know sounds anyway, you know, I've signed forty forty, fifty thousand dollar contracts, you know, in uh in shorts and a t shirt. <laughs> it's, it doesn't it just doesn't yeah. doesn't matter right right it's, right yeah money doesn't matter if you're, if you're you legit, yeah if you're legit you know what you're talking about you know what you're doing if you treat people the right way nobody cares man yeah yeah and that, that's something that's something for guys to embrace is is i think that authenticity piece is is you know um if you can and a, a lot of guys have got to get they got to you got to get permission from themselves to do it uh, but if you yeah. can, you got to find a situation where you can show up as you and just yeah. crush it as you, right? Just be all the you that you can be, you know? Oh, that's, yeah, that's absolutely it. I mean, if you're not, you're not going to be doing a good job anyway, right? Like if you're, if you're, you got to act <laughs> like you're someone else, you got to act like you're someone else to to get something done. You're probably doing like a, again, a 70% job at best. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you really don't even know how to do it that way. Nah, Cause I'm that ain't you. It. <laughs> yeah. So I got a couple questions that are that are, you know, we've talked about a bunch of stuff on this episode, but but the one thing that I, I like to talk about on every episode or one question that I ask on every episode because it is a fatherhood podcast is is what does mm -hmm. uh what does fatherhood mean to you? I think uh fatherhood to me uh, means being there for your kids and helping them as they navigate through their lives. Right. And, and, you know, I think that's, that's really it, right. You got to be there, you got to listen to them. Um, and then as they go through stuff, you just got to help them navigate through those. Yeah. You get to be, uh, be, be, to be their guide, like the tour guide, right? Like, um, yeah, I was, I was reading, uh, sheesh, I can't think of the name of the book. Um, but it's about branding. I'm talking about companies, branding. It's like the story brand. Um, and oh, yeah. he's talking uh, about, Miller. yes, yes. 
Uh, so he's talking about like every like everyone's a hero. Your your customer's a hero, and they're on a on a journey, and they face some external enemy. Um, mm-hmm. But every hero needs a guide, right? So you are your kid's guide, right? They're the hero of their right. own story. They're gonna when you're when they're born, of course, you, because you're their father. You're like the superhero, right? They see you as a superhero, but eventually they become the hero of their own story, and it is your job to guide them to the promised land. Right. Right. You are you are Yoda. You are uh, uh, Mr. Miyagi. Um, you know, what I mean, there's always in every story, yep. in every movie, there's always a guide that the hero has to meet that helps them become the hero that they're supposed to be. And uh, I think fatherhood, I think that's a really good explanation for, for who you are as a father. Um, not only are you a superhero, right, but you're also a, a tour guide. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. That's how I feel anyway. <laughs> All right. So, so now, if you were to gather, let's say you're putting on a, a weightlifting competition. Let's say we, we, you know, you where, it. where it all, where it all started, we're putting together a weightlifting competition, and only fathers can participate, right? But you managed to sell this thing, so every father is there. Um, but right before they get on on the on the stage to uh, to start lifting. You have an opportunity to to just say one thing to them. The one thing that you want to say to all fathers. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, when we had our first child, she was like one year old, and we're at the park, and I'm pushing her in the swing, and this old guy walks by. When I say old guy, I don't mean like, you know, like when you're like ten, you think someone's thirties old. I'm talking like this guy was like, this guy was like in his <laughs> mid eighties, right? Okay. And he's walking by and kind of limping along and. And he comes over and you know how it's like, dude, no one loves a baby like an old man, right? Everyone yeah. thinks the ladies love babies. That's true. But you get a, you get a bunch, you get an old man around a baby. That guy is all, anyway, so he walks over and he's, you know, kind of like playing with her a little bit. And he just looks at me and he says, Hey, I want you to raise that little girl with lots of love. And I said, yes, sir. And I, I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. It's like, yeah, man, sounds good. Lots of love. Right. Got it. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> you know? And then, you know, as they're growing up and getting older and as I'm, you know, like, uh, figuring out also, cause that's a big thing too, right? As fathers, we're, we're, we're the kids are figuring out how to live their life. We're figuring out how to be a parent, right? Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a process for both of us. And so you got to give yourself grace with that too. when you make mistakes, like, of course you are, man, you're learning this too. And so anyway, that's something I come back to a lot. And I think about that a lot. Uh, and, you know, I tell their parents that a lot too, you know, is, uh, so that'd be my, my biggest advice for all these fathers out there is, Hey, when you're, you know, whenever you're, whatever's going on with your kids, you know, if it's a good thing, if it's a bad thing, if it's a lesson they're learning, or if it's something they're thriving in, just make sure you're raising those kids with lots of love. I like that. I like that. All right. So, so that event was, was a huge success. So you, you put on another one, but this one, you don't need such a big venue. It's going to be a little bit smaller, mm. um, Intimate. but there's only, there's only two competitors in this one and they're your kids. What do you want them to hear? Oh, just in general. Yeah. You, I mean, you're standing up in front of them. You're, 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 mm. what do you want them to hear? Well, I think I'll tell them that, uh, you know, that, you, you can be as good as you want to be at whatever you want to, whatever you, you know, and then that's it, right? Is if you, if you really want to do something, you know, you, you can be better than you could ever imagine you could be. 
if you just pursue that goal, stick to that thing, work for that thing, right? Um, if there's a better way to sum up growth mindset compared to fixed mindset, like that's basically it, right? I mean, you've got to believe that if you if you work towards something, you will get better at it. And whatever the results are today, do not does not define you. The results today are a data point, and all they are is reflecting where you are today. That does not define who you are or what you can be. It's just where you are today. So you should never be discouraged at the score you get today because that is just a data point. And that's if you care and you work harder, you will get a better score in the future. And that's true for grades in school. That's true for athletic prowess. That's true for business. That's true for your position in a job if you're, if you're working for somebody else. So don't, don't get caught up in what the score is today. Focus on what you can do to improve it. Well, that, I mean, that, that, that right there is, is super important. The, the whole concept of growth mindset and, and, and working and work ethic and desire and pursuing a passion or a goal. Um, I don't think that there is a better, well, maybe, but I can't think of one right now. There's a better message that you would tell your kids, you know, uh, it, well, what you because do matters. That, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like that's the thing, right? It's like, it, it actually, ma- your effort matters, yep. you know, and, it, and, and that translates should, to everything, everything you and do. And you should care. Your effort matters and you should care. Don't leave. Don't cut corners. You know, yeah. you're walking, you're walking, you get out of the car, you're walking to the supermarket, you look down, you see a piece of paper, you see a piece of trash on the ground. It's so easy just to keep walking, but you saw right. it, you know, it's there. You know, there's a garbage can right in front of that door. Pick it up, man. Pick it up, yep. throw it away on your way in. You know, you, you open your car door to get in and same situation, something falls out of your door onto the ground. It's just a little thing. It's just a gum wrapper. It's not that big of a deal. But, but it is. You yeah. saw it. You know what happened. If you just drive away and leave that there, what message are you sending yourself? You know? Yep. You're sending to yourself that message that you don't care, that you, you know, know there's things that you should do and, you're cho- and you choose not to do them. And is that the type of person you want to be? Right? Um, so you should care. You need to care about these things. You need to care yeah, about all the, every, everything matters. Yeah, 100%. 100%. How you do anything, it's how you do everything. Then there's a dichotomy, right? Everything matters at the same time, nothing matters. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Your effort, right? Like nothing matters as far as like the results. Your effort's what matters, right? That's when you're going to get into it. Yeah. I guess you're going to narrow it down. That's what what, what it lands on, right? Is your effort matters. Yep. I like it. it. And maybe nothing outside that does. Because you can't control the outcome. All you can control is is your inputs and your effort, right? Yep. So you can't get caught be committed to the process and separate from the results. That's it. All right, Danny. Look, man, I I really appreciate you taking the time to because uh, I know you're busy, right? Like we're all busy. We're dads, right? And we're talking about work life balance and work life harmony, you know. So, uh, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, dude. I had a great time. Thanks for having me on, man. I just, uh, of course, of course, anytime, anytime I'd uh, be happy to just put you in that schedule. Absolutely. I appreciate that, but make sure you do it on a Sunday. Don't, uh, don't, don't do it midweek. It's too late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
<laughs> no, no late ads. I don't want to be the late ad. <laughs> um, right. If guys are wanting to, to reach out to you, if they have questions or, you know, if you're just trying to find out what's going on with Danny, caffeine and kilos and, and all the other great things you got going on, what's the best way for them to do that? Instagram. I'm pro most active on Instagram. That's at Danny underscore Lear, L-E-H-R. So I spell my last name. So Danny underscore Lear um, on Instagram. Uh, if you go to dannylear.com, then you can kind of find all that stuff on there as well. So make sure you uh, check it out, man. I'm uh, I know you got to go, but I'm I'm in the middle of writing a book, Rod. So we gotta we gotta get this thing out there for people somehow. Absolutely, absolutely. I would I would love to to promote it to put it out. What what's the name of the book? I know I saw winner's it in your in your in your um in your bio, but oh yeah, give us yeah, a winner, name. Winner next hour. Uh, that sounds like that sounds like it's killer already. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's the book. Just win the next hour, well, and then you put your name at the bottom, and just that's it. Because <laughs> that, yeah. that it, look, if you could just focus on that, it's like like uh like uh who is it? Ed Milet talks about just just one more, right? If you just win this next hour, like imagine how much more productive you could be, how much more beneficial you could be to the world. Like, I'm excited about the book already. <laughs> yeah, you can write it for me, man. It's great. Yeah, I'm fired up right now. <laughs> I'm about to go win the next hour right now. Oh, dude, hell yeah, yeah. All right, brother. Uh, have a great day, and uh, I'll be looking forward to talking to you soon. Oh man, it's great talking to you, Rod. Have a good day. All right, I'm excited for you guys to hear this conversation, and I'll see you on the other side. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.